seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Parmentier, owner of W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin Kerr, owner of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. And together we make up the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials team. We're getting better every time. Yep. Just takes time. So, having said that, today's topic, and of course it's going to take me a second to pull <laughs> it back roll, up on this please. Drum roll, please, <laughs> is, is how much should I pay for a video shoot? Oh, good question. It is a good question. I have a lot um, of clients who are always. I feel like I'm on the prices right. Uh, I'm going to say uh, six hundred ninety-nine. Oh, we have to guess. <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's let's back it up for a second. Let's start with a one-minute video. What is of the, what? Say just a, a basic video, no uh, voiceover, background music, just straight. Song, okay, I feel like I have video. a little bit of an advantage because Bill's been helping me with some videos, guys. So. Actually, you're going to be at a disadvantage because oh, okay. I found out I shot myself really low, but that's another story. Well, that's why we're here to talk today about how much <laughs> it's going to cost. So I'm going to say, I'll say like seven, 800. Actually, that's low. Oh, wow. The average one minute video for a standard video, not a high end video, mm-hmm. meaning high end uh, cameras and stuff like that is about $2,300. Wow. I yeah. was amazed. Lighting it, shooting it, editing it. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that's without any voiceover. That's with huh. saying that the, the client already has a script put together as far as the different pieces of it. Right. right. Script just, meaning like what should go into the video? Yes. Okay. Yes. So all that other stuff adds on to the cost. Mm-hmm. So, But there is a, uh, a link for a website that I'm going to throw into the show notes okay. that will actually walk you through that process. Uh, I don't know if you guys... I sent it to you guys the other day, but... Walk you through a process of... How much to expect it would cost for uh, a one-minute... Uh, well, you can actually do anywhere from a one-minute video up to a 60-minute oh, so video. So it's like an online calculator? Yeah. yeah oh, that's it's cool. Actually, it's actually pretty cool. It, oh. uh, I actually... I think I sent you guys the links yesterday, but um, it's pretty cool nonetheless. Um, it, it's through Veed dot com or something like that. I forget the exact name of it, but... Okay. But it's basically... It says, how much does it cost to make a video? And uh, it'll ask you, it's ask you how long the video is going to be. Do you have a script set for it? Do you need models? Do you, I mean, actors? Do you need so on and so forth? Oh, very and cool. It takes That's you a very through, cool tool. I think yeah. there's like 10 questions total. And at the end, it tells you what the average cost of that style of video Now, I be. assume you, you ran a couple of scenarios to see I did. where I did. your <laughs> pricing compared to... Yeah, and I... I'm not going to give away too much, but let's just say I'm quite quite a bit below what. Okay. What, uh, well, now is the pricing? Is it a national average? Is that's it a national a average? Certain, yeah, okay. it's a national average. So, because obviously, you know, if you were in the, you know, the Rhode Island market, that pricing is going to be different from say the New York market, you know, New York City sure, market sure. or the Boston market or. Yeah, I would say we'd be probably in the middle area as far as that. Okay. Uh, whereas you know, you go to New York, that'd be the high end. Los Angeles, the high end. Right. Down right. south, it'd probably be considerably less. The, so this tool is a national average. Though. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. At least, I, at least I believe so. It doesn't really say in the tool, but I'm, I'm guessing that it's a national average. I'd be really excited to check that tool out and and share it with my clients if you think it's something they could use because yeah, yeah. I think every business knows now that they need some type of video. But they think that it's just, you know, take out the iPhone, kind of take a two-minute video, and then you're done. And it's not. 
I mean, honestly, for for some social media, I mean, that's fairly acceptable, isn't it, yeah. to do an iPhone Sometimes. video? Uh, I guess. I mean, the thing is, Bill was showing me that a lot of these videos that look like they're just quick and, you know, one and done, there's a lot of background work behind the scenes stuff going on that we're okay. not aware of that somebody who doesn't have that eye just doesn't. Yeah, they work. Uh, yeah. A good videographer is going to work hard to make it look effortless. All right. Make it look. So the so the ones that are really just somebody propping an iPhone up against their desk really Usually look not like good. somebody just propped an iPhone exactly. up against their desk. Okay, so I, I wanted to talk today uh, in regards to what goes into the cost of this. There's uh, four different sorry, five different areas, excuse me, that uh, affect the cost of a video. So first off, which is the thing that most people don't really think about, is the cost of the tools that are used to do the videography. Mm -hmm. Your average Joe who just picks up an iPhone goes, oh, yeah, all I need is my iPhone. Well, yeah, there's a lot more. Like like we said a minute ago, some of the stuff that uh, goes into making a video look good is the stuff you don't think about. Tripod. A decent tripod is going to run you from anywhere from twenty to three hundred dollars. Right. And that, now, for the uninitiated, a tripod is just a way to stabilize the camera Correct. so you don't have that shaky cam effect. Yes. Right? Yes. And then you're talking a video camera. Now, depending on what type of video camera they're using, again, you could go with an iPhone, which is you know some of the higher end iPhones actually do fairly good video, but yeah. you're still talking almost a thousand dollars for an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you, you just bought a device. To take video that does all these other things. So if you yeah. really just want something to take video, you're probably better off buying a dedicated device. Agreed. Right? And, and obviously there's, there's drawbacks to using the lower end. I would put iPhone on the real low end as far as video. I wouldn't suggest it to anybody, but you can get away with it. Okay. Uh, then you start getting into your entry-level DSLRs. Those are going to run about fourteen to $1,500. All right. I'm going to ring the tech speak bell oh, sorry. here. Ding, ding, ding. you got to explain yeah. what a DLSR is. Uh, or DSLR even, uh, right? uh, Yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, a DSLR is, it stands for Digital Single Lens Reflex. Okay. Yeah, what does that mean, right? Well, I'm assuming that's like a, a real camera with a camera body and lenses you lens. can remove. Yes, yeah. yes basically it's, it's what we remember as the old 35 millimeters. It's just a, dirt, yeah. a, a digital version. So it's not a, it's not a point and shoot camera. No, it's no, it's no, with no. a fixed lens. It's one you can actually rem put different lenses on it. And mm -hmm. Okay. Now there are... Um, some point and shoots that are being used nowadays for video that aren't bad, but you're still, I mean, Sony, Sony just came out with a point and shoot that uh, does pretty good uh, videos for like vlogs and, and actually social media type oh, stuff, okay. but you're still looking at 1500 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's so now what are, what are some of the advantages of the, uh, DSLR. If I get it right, what what over say a, a iPhone or a point and shoot camera? Well, uh, with a point and shoot or an iPhone, uh, you've, you've got basically what you have as far as the, the, let me back this up for a second. With an iPhone, it's very limited. You have a small sensor. Yeah. So the smaller the sensor, the less you can go back and crop and, and play around with it and do actual editing afterwards. Okay. Uh, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. That's why going up into a DSLR or even a professional Canon or um, Blackmagic style video camera which now you're talking in the tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's more than likely yeah. going to be out of the range of, Correct. you know, the people that we're talking to, which are small business owners. But a, but an entry level uh, D. Uh, I'm going to screw this up. D S L R. Yeah. But an entry level one of those, what would that run somebody? Uh, an entry level um, without the lens, probably around nine hundred to twelve hundred bucks. And then you took it if you want to get a decent lens, right. another thousand. 
Plus, there's other things too, right? So one of the things oh, yeah, that I notice with using a camera is you're trying to record voice and it's far away. Mm-hmm. So, so you're talking, uh, you need an external microphone, yeah, which is another couple hundred dollars. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, we haven't even talked about editing software, backdrops, lighting kits. Mm-hmm. All said and done, on just the tools alone, you're talking anywhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars to do it properly. Wow, that's that's a big investment. So, so I mean, I, on my notes here, I have five thousand to twelve thousand, but the reality, it can go much higher than than ten thousand and much lower than five. <laughs> Let's compare that to what we were talking about earlier when you when we first started. You said, okay, how much is a one minute video? And you said, typically one minute video, you know, a couple thousand dollars. But that's somebody like yourself coming in with all the necessary equipment mm-hmm. and all the expertise. So now you're talking about just getting into this to do it yourself. You're already into it for like a $10,000 sure. investment. So now $2,300 doesn't seem like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And now you even go a step further. Now you got, I'm going to skip over my next note here, but you get your post-production, mm-hmm. which is your software, your editing. Now you got to take the time to learn how to do the editing. Right, because you you're never going to, what, what you actually record, you have to cut down and make it look good. You're never just going to, right out of the camera, it's going to look great. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. So, so now you, that's one more thing you got, you're dealing with. So in post-production, you're going to be taking those raw files and making them into video. Uh, Alicia uh, and I just uh, talked with a client of hers who had somebody that had done some video that was, for a one minute, what should have been a 45 second to one minute video, we had almost two minutes worth of video. Because there was no... Editing, right? There was no editing yeah. done. Yeah, and that's boring. Well, uh, actually, there was some editing done when I went back and looked at the, the original RAWs, but the person who edited them didn't have a, an idea of the best way to edit them, and when they did, mm-hmm. they made scenes last a lot longer than they needed yeah. to be. So Editing is an incredibly right. uh, valuable skill to have. Sure. I, sure. I'm a big movie buff, mm-hmm. and you know I've watched a lot of these uh, YouTube videos about how editors work and what you know what kind of magic they actually bring to a film and to have a great editor can make or break a film so right. in the same way having somebody who knows what they're doing when they're editing raw video together can make or break your video your video sure. it's just a one minute sure. video sure so so now you've got that so you get your post production your your tools so that's two of them and then you have pre production and concept planning those two kind of fall fall into place okay Concept planning is basically where you're going to sit down with the client or sit down yourself if you're doing it yourself and figuring out how we're going to approach this video. What do we want to convey? What's the story we're telling? So that's the concept phase. So you need to be able to discuss you know, the subject matter and how much raw video needs to be placed into that. Yeah, or that, would be I, I can see how that's important. I mean, if you don't know your content, then you don't know what to put in your video. So Correct. you have to plan this stuff out. So. And I think when we're watching TV shows and, and videos, <coughs> we don't even notice all the cuts and edits, but you made up a good you made a good point when you were looking at the video that for that client bill, you and I you're like, you do notice when the edits aren't there and yeah. it's just a straight shot. But we're so used to really great editing for videos that it's it's almost like it's just become natural for us to expect that a video plays like that. And when you have this long, drawn-out, one kind of like angle, no dynamics to it, it gets boring. And, and sometimes that's by necessity. You know, I mean, when we first started doing these video podcasts, we because of the, the type of software we were using and the cameras we were using, we had one cut because there really wasn't much we could do right. to, to do jump. What they call it. It's called a jump cut when they jump from one scene to another. And we're so 
it's so ingrained in us as far as what we see in commercials and TV social shows. Social media now, social too. Social media. Facebook right. has Facebook Watch now. That when you see one solid video that's uncut in any way, shape, or form, it sticks out. Yeah. It kind of has this, whoa, something's not quite right on this. You know? Right, right. Unless it's done for artistic reasons. Yeah. You know, like in some movies, they'll, they'll have one long, sustained shot. Sure. But they're doing it to, you know, evoke a mood or, or you know, bring the storyline along. Mm-hmm. But typically in like a, a marketing video, you're not going to do that. Sure. Trying to keep the user engaged. Correct. Throughout. So part of that is now you, once you go from the concept stage where you have your story that you're going to be putting forth, the next thing is pre-production. That's where you're going to set up the lighting. That's where you're going to set up, prepare all your equipment, get that ready to go. Have to know how to use the equipment. That's another thing we didn't even really talk about. Mm. Uh, buying the equipment is one thing. I can give you a high-end sports car, Justin, but that doesn't mean you're going to know how to race it at Daytona. No, no. <laughs> you know, so, so that's the other thing to think about. You can go out and spend 25, 30 grand on all the equipment that needs to be done, or even get away lucky and spend five or 10 grand. But if you don't know how to use it, yeah. yeah. What, what are you up against? What are you going to have to do? Take a class or something? Like, yeah, well, there's classes. Well, see, yeah. for me, I take multiple classes during the course of the year on how to use so Photoshop, education. how to use mm-hmm. um, Final Cut Pro, all mm-hmm. these things that I use, the software. I am constantly training on it. Stuff that I did six months ago, I know how to do better today. Right. And besides, technology is changing all the time, sure. so you've got to stay up on that, too. Trends Absolutely. change, yeah. Absolutely. All of that. So you can see how, you know, when we're talking about a business trying to take this on, it takes on a life of its own really quickly. Right. And it can consume everything you do. So I'm not trying to convince people that they shouldn't do it, but I'm just saying that this is something that when you start to really think about all the pieces to it, how much work it is. That's yeah. where you end up. So now you get your pre-production. You've got your equipment set up. You need to have your interview questions prepared. If it's going to be an interview style or a talking type video, if it's not, you're going to have a. Uh, you're going to need the specific shot lists. Like if I'll take the food uh, food prep thing for instance, we may talk, take shots of the stuff going on to the grill. We may uh, take some shots of them doing uh, the the prep for the vegetables that are in it. So all those things have to be thought about ahead of time because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you don't want to go into the day of the shoot and yeah. go, uh, "What am I shooting?" I don't want to call out my client, but he tried to do a video and he was trying to blend a drink and he didn't have the top to the blender and then the champagne glass wasn't right Oops. and like yeah, it just didn't work out that great. Yeah. So. Even when a lot of work that go, prep work that goes into sure, it. No sure. There's a lot of staging that has to be prepared. Sure. There's, they call it staging whether it's for phot- photography or for videography. You want to make sure that right. the area is staged so it looks good. Right, you right, know? right. I mean, I, I used to do some um, uh, art direction for photo shoots uh, mm-hmm. when I worked for university. And, you know, we had to do a lot of prep work. We had to figure out, okay, um, what are the different scenarios that we need mm-hmm. uh, for the publication? How many mo- student models are we going to need? Um, are we going to need any props? You know, sure. uh, we had to get that all taken care of ahead of time, so that when we actually showed up on the day to shoot, we weren't trying to figure it out on the fly. Exactly. We were ready to go because, because everyone's time is precious. And props cost money too. Sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you need props. You're you're taking people away from their day, even if it's not somebody that's a professional actor. They're still probably you know, if, even if you're using. Uh, an owner in the in the video right. or something you're taking away from their time and their time is valuable so the more prepared you can be ahead of time going into a video the better off you are mm-hmm. and then of course the video shoot the videographer is going to have to look at other things that's the other part of it and say okay what's the shot list what are we going to be shooting for the day mm-hmm. so he can have a mental or she can have a mental uh, checklist in their head of okay I need to make sure I get this shot I get that shot so on and so forth they also what they call B-roll okay another technical term I know 
B-roll is... It's not sushi, right? No. Okay. No, it's not, it's not sushi, <laughs> not sorry. Sushi. B-roll is basically uh, nondescript footage, uh, stuff that could be just about anything. Um, one of my, uh, my favorite examples of B-roll, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the TV show Sopranos. Yeah, a little okay. bit. Can you remember the opening credits where he's driving down the road? Mm-hmm. And they keep showing him drive. You see the side of the road as he's driving? That's a B-roll shot. So it's like an intro? Is it most commonly well, used for not, an intro? Not or? necessarily. Sometimes it's, it's used as a uh, as an intro. Sometimes it's used as an outro. Sometimes it's used in the middle to as a transition. Okay. Yeah, so if you're interviewing, say, the owner of a business, mm-hmm. a restaurant, for example, rather than just having this talking head through the whole thing, the B-roll would be chefs working in the kitchen or food prep being done or people in the so restaurant. Have or, a or even just panning too. the... Yes, yeah, sometimes a lot of times uh, B-roll will, will have uh, some sort of voiceover of it or music at the very least. But mm-hmm. uh, in a re- the other thing in the restaurant would be like a pan of, panning of the actual restaurant itself so you can actually see the atmosphere of the restaurant while the owner's talking. Say. So just as you're talking about these things, it's it's quite evident that you know when you walk into a place of business or a company, you're already thinking... For them, because mm-hmm. you've done it before, you're going to yeah. do it again, yes. and you're just bringing in that kind of like insight that Correct. they probably don't have time to think about. They're just like, oh, let's make a video, yes. and all these little things don't come into play because Correct. they don't have time to think about that. And they shouldn't have to, but right. I mean, the reality is, like we've said in previous podcasts, some people just don't have that money to to uh, be able to do that, and that, but then they end up coming up with ways that have to be much cheaper and may not give them the results they want. Right, and ultimately. I would say 80% of the time, people that do that type of work end up coming back to see a professional after the fact anyway. Because they they're like, not happy with <laughs> the product. I don't like yeah. how this looks. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So, yeah. so, so uh, to, we've, we're trying to keep these a little bit shorter now. So in an effort to do that, let's just do one quick uh, wrap up as far as the five different areas that we're looking at as far as that do affect the cost of your videos. One is the tools. Mm-hmm. Basically, your software and your hardware cameras, lighting, tripods, backdrop software, all that stuff. Then the next thing is the concept planning. Third thing is pre-production, getting ready for, um, sorry, let me go back. Concept planning is the, again, the approach to how you're going to, what the video is going to be about, basically mm-hmm. putting, the, putting together your storyline. Okay. Pre-production is when you put together the shot list for that storyline, prepare any interview questions for anybody that's going to be interviewed during the course of the video. And then preparing all the equipment, lighting, cameras, media cards, etc. Then the day of the shoot, you have the video shoot itself, which is number four. Um, the videographer makes sure everything gets shot on the on the shot list, shoots any B-roll slash raw video that they need, and also interviews any predetermined people that were done during the course of your concept planning. And then finally, post-production, which, believe it or not, is usually the most time-consuming part of, of the process. Uh, is where all the raw video is, that has been shot is reviewed, uh, any transcriptions that need to be done, uh, any notes that need to be made. This is when we do the most talking with the client because mm. they're going to give some of the input back and say, hey, I like this a little bit, I like that. Uh, can we change this a little? And we'll make some changes, obviously. You don't want to get into all kinds of crazy changes at the end because that makes it a lot more time-consuming. Yeah, I mean, some pricey. of this would... You would discuss with the client beforehand, right? That's all, all part of the concept planning. Okay. So if you've done the concept planning properly, there should be very little going back and forth afterwards. So if you needed something like a, a motion graphic, you know, a computer-generated motion graphic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where like the logo flies in from the left and spins around or something like that, yeah. that would be a conversation you'd have before Correct. in the planning stage, but then you would actually do that work in mm-hmm. post-production. Correct. Yes. Okay. 
I mean, in some cases, I may even set that up ahead of time. If I've got some time and I know the shoot's on Friday this week and I may have a little bit of time to, and I know it's just, I already have the logo and I already have all those pieces. Yeah. I can, I can do that as part of the pre-planning, but it can be done on either end of the. But you need to know about it ahead of time. Yes. Correct. That gets worked into the price of the whole shoot and you have to know that that's going to be part of it. Mm -hmm. And especially if they don't have a logo, now I get it. You got to go to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) We're hoping at that point they have a logo. Do you have a logo? And they hand you a piece of letterhead. It's like, um, not what I had in mind. You You have a digital file? Yeah. And they give you a little thumbnail about a quarter inch by quarter inch. But that's another story. So, did you guys? Have, we got about two or three minutes left. Did you have any questions on on this that you haven't hit already? Or no, I mean, I, I think the 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 step by step is that you've gone over is pretty comprehensive. Now, I guess we, we can include this in the show notes as well. So, if somebody wants to reference these, um, all these different parts of what it takes to set up and produce a video shoot, I think that'd be helpful for them to have. Absolutely, I can throw my sh- my notes uh, that I spoke from right into the show notes. That's fine. Especially that calculator would be cool. Yeah, to it's, see. it's actually uh, the link for it's also in, in my notes. And so. that calculator is if they want to work with a professional, correct? Uh, it, it, yes. Okay. It, it, it basically, what it will do is allows you to get an idea of what you're looking at as far as a cost for a professional. Okay. Okay. So that way you can go. Okay. Well, I want to do a one minute video that's promoting my new sneakers. Stop putting all the information in. Right. It'll tell you what you what to expect. You know the interesting part of it. Just one quick side note. Yeah. The very last question asks you if you want a. They don't use the word mediocre, but they use a good enough video versus <laughs> a high end video, because when you start talking high end, now yeah. we're talking you know ultra high def, all that stuff. Sure. So they give you the option to pick at the very last question whether you want good enough good enough when I say good enough it's probably HD but not 4K okay. do they have examples of those no they don't show unfortunately oh. they don't show any examples but I know they someone do have could icons show you examples you. Bill yeah there you go <laughs> I, I, can, I can definitely show you some uh, examples um, of that well that actually kind of uh, flows into the question I was going to ask is and not really a question I guess more of a statement uh, like anything you get what you pay for sure. so if you you know if you lead with price and you say well I just want to get this cheap then you're going to wind up with a product that reflects sure. that. Um, and so would you, when you sit down with a client, um, how do you get them to understand that what you're going to be doing for them has a certain value and be able to show them that value? Like, how do you walk them through that? Well, a prime, a prime example of it is, if, if at all possible, I try to look at previous examples of what they've done. Okay. Not to bash it, but just to say, okay, here's where you can improve upon that. And usually when you can say, well, I can improve upon this by doing X, Y, and Z and showing them examples of how you can improve upon it, a lot of times that, that's a good way to justify the cost. Um, the other time, other ways is just to say, uh, lay out a lot of what we talked about today. You know, Do clients care whether I've spent $15,000 on a camera? Probably not. No, I think they're more interested in the outcome. You know, so sure. I think if you're able to, like you said, sit down with them and look at stuff that's already been done and show them where they could make improvements or mm-hmm. show them things that you've done to say, you know, here's... Mm-hmm. We can polish it a little right, bit. Right. Here's, right. here's a good example of what I would do for you. I think that is probably speaks the loudest. and Because you're right, they're not going to care about how much you spend on your equipment. I mean, when you... <laughs> I was almost going to say, when you go to the barber, but <laughs> never mind. Yeah, it's a lost cause. Alicia, Alicia. When Alicia when you, goes to the hairdresser. When you go to the salon, <laughs> do you really care how much they spent on their equipment? 
No, but I care how my hair looks at the end of the day. Right. Ultimately, so that's bingo. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Same, same thing with <laughs> you go to an auto mechanic. You don't care how much tools, how much the tools cost. No, you, you just, just want, want your car have, fixed. They have quality parts, and then you're going to get what you want. Right. Yeah. Which you came in for. So and I mean, same with video. I guess ultimately, my takeaway for this for everybody would be: there's a lot that goes into videos that people don't realize. Mm. And once you sit down and actually start to count the cost, you realize it's a lot cheaper to hire a professional than it is to go at your own and try to learn all that on your own. Right. So. Yeah. But if you're, you know, video, like especially uh, we've talked before on previous podcasts, uh, video is really, really hot right now, especially on social media. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a very hot marketing tool. Um, so it should definitely be a consideration in your marketing strategy to include video. It's and an investment. Sure. It's not an expense. It's an investment because it's going to help your marketing do better. When you you can do so much more with a video than you can do with pictures. And sure, words. and I, I'm sure so. you see, you also see it in, in the social media end of some really crappy videos. Versus, yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm not asking you to call out any clients. Don't get me wrong. Just, I mean, I think it's fine if you're doing a quick Facebook Live and you just want to kind of like communicate with your followers or whatever. Um, but for professional, like showcasing your business and letting people know what you do, you, you need right. a professional video. And it can definitely give you a competitive advantage. I mean, if you're a real estate agent and by putting together a really nice looking promotional video, you're able to sell two or three more houses every month. Sure. Mm. Now that initial investment for the video isn't so much. It, it's, you know, it seems reasonable Money in because, the bank. Yeah, sure. because yeah. you're getting a return on the investment. So, okay. So we've got our takeaways is Hire a professional, right? <laughs> I know one. Yes. What's that? A professional. Oh, you know a professional. I thought you said you knew another takeaway. I'm like, oh. No. Oh, no. And you can find out more about our uh, professional bill here at marketingessentialsteam.com. That's right. Yes. So. Uh, I do want to, just before we wrap up today, because I know we're real close to the end, I just want to give a shout out to our venue today, yes, uh, yes. Rooms and Works, which is a co-working space in Providence, mm-hmm. and uh, you can check them out on their website, roomsandworks.com. Providence, so, Rhode Island, everybody. Yes. yes. And so, uh, I think we should give out one more shout out while we're at it, uh, just something that started recently that we haven't really talked too much about, but our little roadie marketing group. Oh, and I paid yeah. to, obviously, it's not really marketing essentials team, but it is something that we're, we have a Facebook group, it's called Little Roadie Marketing uh, was it at Little Roadie Marketing? If you just go to Facebook, Little Roadie Marketing okay. Group, it will come up. And it's a great place for people to go back and check and see if they're, uh, or not to see, but to uh, talk to other people, see what some of the struggles right. they're having as far as marketing. Sort of a, a conversation, a support group, yes. a place support where we yes. get resources and information about marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we just uh, we just put it up not too long ago and uh, looking for people to join. And while, while we moderate it, we're not necessarily it. There'll be other people talking about oh, right, their, yeah. their struggles and stuff. So. People, yeah. people much smarter and better looking than us. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> With that, I think it's time to say goodnight, Grace. I'm going to say <laughs> nobody's going to get that. Yeah, uh, no one, no. Let's no. try that again. All With right. that, we'll say, hey, look, music. That tells us it's time, time. to wrap this up. That's so. a little uh, alarm clock. It's, I'll cut that out afterwards. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Maybe. I'm in the wrong screen.